my name is Sharon Kugler, and I'm the Yale University Chaplain, and this is Time for the Soul. My guest today is Associate Pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church in New Haven and coordinator of the Yale Athletes in Action program, Craig Lukens. And Craig, I'm so happy to have you with me today. So glad to be here, Sharon. Thank you. We're coming off of a global pandemic that's been fraught with such huge collective loss and individual struggle. We're taping this, this uh, episode during week four of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The world feels fraught with so much upset and turmoil. And I'm just wondering, how do you as a minister bring yourself back to life? Hmm. That's a really good question. I think one thing that has happened for me personally during the pandemic is I've settled into regular patterns. That was one silver lining was that as our schedule um, diminished a little bit, there was a little more time for those. And so I, I don't have a big magical suggestion, but I think the regular time for me, it's been reading scripture and a kind of feasting on things that are constant since so much is not constant um, feasting on uh, what we can rely on has been huge for me yeah I think uh, I, I hear a number of people circling back to the ideal of creating and cultivating spiritual disciplines you know it's something we always attempt to do and certainly in spiritual leadership there's a an assumption that we know how to do it. <laughs> but um, I think the pandemic sort of forced a, a, a relook at that in a new way. Absolutely. And I think not only being at Yale, but also the, the tradition that I'm a part of, it can be so heady mm. and so focused on the, the intellect. And we assume that if you have the intellect, then you're all set <laughs> and you're good. Um, but this even as the podcast is called Time for the Soul, the soul is much more than just the intellect. It's really also the the heart and, and forming what we love, what we desire, uh, so that I'm trying to take that very seriously. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. In your work, how do you help someone understand their worth as a human being? How do you communicate this to your students? Mm. A lot of times it comes as a contrast to where they think they need to find their worth. And so often they're assuming that their worth is in performance, especially with athletes. It's just their whole world is performance, uh, performing for their coach, performing for their parents, their teammates. And then of course, in the classroom, they're always performing. And so I try to really contrast that with the grace of God. And, and we talk a lot about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for us. And hopefully that becomes a great refuge for them to find their worth in something that's not performance. Mm. And hopefully we, find, we get a lot of relief is often what, what I think students experience. There's a time, even if it's just an hour a week at our weekly meeting, uh, there's a time where they can take a deep breath, not look over their shoulder, not wonder who's evaluating them, and just sit and receive grace. Mm. 
we hear that so often, and on this podcast, it's come up numerous times. Is you know that what we can offer is um, a presence that isn't grading them, <laughs> that's not evaluating them, mm-hmm. and reminding them mm-hmm. um, that they are humans and and children of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing how they have immediate gut reactions against it Mm. because they think, well, wait, but then why should I do anything? Why should I try at all? Uh And that gut reaction, I think, just exposes that that's their whole paradigm. They have no other way to be to be motivated, unfortunately. Um, So it can be a really good diagnostic for them to realize, oh, I don't have to be motivated by fear or. Uh, accomplishing my own worth uh, by these other standards that will end up being oppressive. Yeah, they work so hard to get to Yale, and they're working so hard while they're here. Um, but it, it, and it's that toxicity, that quest for perfection, that uh, really yeah. can can turn around and bite you. You know, it really can. It really can, and it. it for me, it becomes a great opportunity for ministry. And I think we see that in a lot of our colleagues that especially when I, when I get emails from parents wondering what's the spiritual climate like at Mm -hmm. Yale. And they've, you know, they've heard Yale as this big boogeyman. Um, I can often say, actually, it becomes a great opportunity for them to grow spiritually because they see that if they just live the rat race and if they just live the, the performance-based life, then it's going to be empty or oppressive. So it becomes a great chance, I think, for them to really evaluate their life. Yeah. I Even as, I mean, I, I guess, sorry, even as they're experiencing so many amazing things, so much of the excellence mm-hmm. of Yale, mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, it's hard to, to overestimate all that they are offered, but I think they do need to come to that point of, okay, but if this is all that there is, there still needs to be more. There still needs to be spiritual truth and reality and grace. Yeah. And I think the process of getting there can appear gnarly, especially to parents. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Gnarly is a great word that maybe I need to use more the, in, my, in my categories. The gnarly years. <laughs> that's right. But that's what college is for, I think, too, mm-hmm. uh, yep. to distance themselves from their parents and to find their identity on their own. And they're, again, it's they're really forced to... Um, discover for themselves, yeah, you know, because they've they've had so much of their identity tied up with their parents. Often, exactly. Well, this is my last question, Craig, and it, it really is: what is the special spark of this work for you? What kind of keeps you going in it? Mm. That's another great question. The things that never get old is just sitting one on one whether it's in a dining hall, though that's been a few years now, (laughs) Um, in a coffee shop, you know, outside on a bench has been most common. But it's really the one-on-one honest conversations with a student who is simply hungry. They've, maybe they've been humbled by some negative experience or they're simply humbled because that's their disposition. Uh, But they're open and eager and humble, and they want to know, where do I turn? 
what does it look like to pursue God? Um, they're willing to ask these real honest questions. They're willing to take a step back. I just love that. That just never gets old. Um, students are, are still so diverse. They come from so many different backgrounds. And so they bring different aspects to that question. Um, but I just love engaging with that and, and often just asking questions back of, well, have you considered this? Have you thought about the way Jesus said this or did this? Uh, that one on one, there's nothing that, that substitutes for that. Um, they, you know, a lot of sometimes our students will be doing Zoom church. They're, they're zooming into mm-hmm. church from back home or they're listening to some podcast of a, of a sermon that they've heard is good or things like that. And, and we have all of this, these opportunities, but nothing of that, I think, substitutes for even, even the talks that I would give in a bigger group. None of that compares, I think, to just real gracious grappling with truth and and with love and with grace. And it's something that uh, it's a good reminder for me that that, that really is what I'm here for, um, to try to stir them on to ask those questions in a humble way um, and to not get distracted and pulled into so many other things that can seem more exciting, uh, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it, it, they uh, trick you and they're not yes. quite, quite as advertised. So thank you for the time uh, today, Craig, and for sharing some really beautiful insights. It was a pleasure talking with you. Of course. Thanks for having me, Sharon. Take care. Time for the Soul is produced by Ryan McAvoy, created by Sharon Kugler, Maytal Satiel, and Sean Mignon. Our music is by J.P. Durvin. This has been a production of the Yale Broadcast Studio.